Welcome back, everybody, to the Prescribed Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Jamal Bandy, the one who seeks to distribute the truth that the doctor prescribes to the church and the world today, also a part of the Christian podcast community. If you'd like to contact me, you can do so by emailing me at prescribed.truth at gmail.com, or you can call me at 801-980-6333. Thank you so much for those of you who listen to the podcast every week. And I'm just so thankful you guys and downloads and everything else, man. Just awesome. And it's an encouragement to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And for those who visited the YouTube channel and subscribe, thank you so much. We're at 479 subscribers. I know that doesn't sound like much to a lot of people, but that is a heap to me. <laughs> and I am greatly appreciated of all those who subscribe to the channel and all those who give monthly on the Patreon. Thank you so much for your support. It goes a long way. Believe you me, it does. It helps out with these expenses. And I am grateful for you guys every month and constantly in my prayers. This week, what I wanted to discuss is a particular scripture that to me goes behind how I deal with certain situations as they show up in the media and when it comes to accusations that are made and in the news and everything else. The scripture that I stand on when dealing with these types of issues. And before I get to that scripture, I want to say that a lot of times when people come to me with something that someone has said, be it be the president or um, anyone else for that matter. I mean, even when it comes to my day to day life, you know, I may what so and so have said, or what this person have said, or whatever case may be, or what this person did or didn't do. I'm always kind of reserved before I give my opinion of what's going on. At least I try to be. And it's because you don't know everything. You're only hearing one side, you know. And so I think that's the wise thing to do. And, I, and it's biblical to wait. All right. And so I kind of went into it a little bit, but some of you may already know the scripture I'm talking about. But the one in particular that I'm going to be reading from now is Proverbs 18, verse 13. Proverbs 18, verse 13. And it reads, he who gives an answer before he hears, it is folly and shame to him. Now, it's interesting to me, man, like when we hear about on the news where you know, the president may have said this or made racist comments or he's done this and he's done that. And, you know, and, um, you know, not just him, but anyone, anyone. I mean, you hear the news about what happened with the police officers and, you know, and everything else. It's so many opinions, you know, and man, the media does a great job at tugging at our heartstrings because they know what gets us riled up. They know what will make us upset. They do. And so. They put it up there for us to see, for the world to see and to gauge a response. They want a response. The media would never put it up anything on the news if it wouldn't kind of get some kind of response, you know, be it small or big. And we have to keep that in mind. And so when I'm seeing something in the news where 
an officer is being accused of unjustly killing a, a black man or or anyone for that matter, or if I'm hearing about the news that the president made a racist comment about these particular group people group and the reason why he wants to wall is for this particular reason and whatever case may be, whatever the accusation is, I'm wanting to know, is it true? I mean, I am. And usually when I'm having conversations with people and they bring that up to me or they ask me my opinion, I say, well, how do you know it's true? And they automatically assume I'm taking the side. <laughs> and it's like, no, I'm not taking a side. It's I want to know if it's true. If it's true, then, yeah, I agree with you 100 percent. That's wrong. That shouldn't be said. That shouldn't be done. ABC. But is it true? And how do we know it's true? Is it conjecture? Is it assumptions that is made on someone's character? You know, and I've gotten into a lot of trouble with family and friends alike <laughs> with having this reserved view. And some would say it as I'm trying to take a safer route, but no, I'm trying to be biblical. I'm trying to be biblical because you think about it, guys. I want somebody to treat me with the same respect. If somebody comes to you and say, Jamal did this and Jamal said that, well, I hope that somebody would be, you know, kind enough, wise enough to say, you know what, well, well, what did he say to that? Can I see it? Can I hear it? Can you show me? Can you point me in a direction of where this happened? So I too, can say whether or not he did it and, you know, and agree with you or disagree, you know, and I hope that will happen. And if I am guilty of what the person has accused me of, then I'm guilty. And if I'm not, then hopefully the person would have enough courage to say, hey, you know, I heard that and that wasn't true. You shouldn't spread rumors and lies about him, you know, and that and this isn't about whether or not someone is a Christian or not, whether you should defend them or not, stand up for them or not. It's about what's right and what's wrong. One of the sins that we see in scripture that's in the law is bearing false witness, bearing false witness, guys. And it's such a it's such a a sin that is done like so much that we've become soft to it. You know, it's like we don't recognize even when people make a false accusation, guys, they're breaking the they're breaking the the commandments. They're bearing false witness. And then the scriptures even tell us. How we can't, we shouldn't even bring a charge against someone unless there's one or two witnesses or two or three witnesses, you know? And so, man, it's like, so you gotta, you, you have like one source saying that somebody said this and, and you're going off of that. That's it. Or somebody did that and that's all you're going off of. It's not wise and it becomes a folly to you. And the reason why I think most of what the scripture says is becomes a folly to you and a shame to you is that when the truth comes out, because it does come out. The truth comes out eventually. And when it comes out, then you're made to look foolish. It's shameful. And so he who gives an answer before he hears, it is folly and shame to him. And what I like, I like also what the scripture says a couple of verses later. It says, the mind of the prudent, this is verse 15. The mind of the prudent acquires knowledge and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge to know. To know, guys, not to guess, not to be of some type of certainty, but to know. And this is the mind of the prudent. This is the ear of the wise. And so when someone comes with an accusation, the mind of the prudent wants to acquire knowledge. Is this true? I need to know, especially before you give an answer. And the ear of the wise seeks that knowledge. They're going to look it up. They're going to research this goes behind the heart. Uh, say, I should say, this is the heart that goes behind a lot of the content that I've done dealing with 
uh, slavery in America, uh, the founding fathers, uh, George Whitfield, you know, and him owning slaves and, you know, and um, it's Martin Luther and then the claim of him being anti-Semitic and so on and so forth. Like this, this has been my, this has been a driving force behind those types of content. I hear the claims and I hear the assumptions and in my mind, okay, I want to know if it's true. And then once I researched it, by God's grace, and once I researched it, I see that it's not true that George, that Martin Luther wasn't anti-Semitic. He wasn't. He didn't hate. He didn't hate Jews because of their ethnicity or because they are they come of a lineage of Jews. <laughs> it just not. It's just not true. It's not true that the founding fathers hated blacks. It's not true. They fought for blacks more than anyone else. It's just not true. It's not true that George Whitfield hated his neighbor because he owned slaves. It's just not true. Because when we think about this, guys. If that is the case, then, then what do we say about the, the one who Paul called a brother, Philemon, concerning Onesimus? I mean, are we to assume that Philemon was Onesimus' only slave? That was that was the only one. And Paul just wrote him about the one slave. And not that he should let him go, but that he shouldn't charge him or be mad, mad at him for running away. But whatever disagreement they had, whatever issue they had, Paul just asked that he would charge it to his account. Man, I mean, why did Paul call him a brother? And then I know I'm using that example. The cut, the, the thing comes in and says, well, there are different types of slavery and everything else and all that kind of good stuff. And though we know all those things, but yet you have to assume then once again, have to assume that every single slave master that, it, that existed in the United States was like torturous and, and vile and hateful to black people. Or to blacks. We have to assume that. But that goes into your folly and your shame because you're giving an answer without knowing, without hearing everything, without knowing the facts. You know, and so this goes behind a lot of that stuff, man, dealing with the Amber Geiger controversy, what happened with her and like what happened with George Zimmerman and everything else. Like, man, like it is so unpopular to want to seek out the facts, to seek out the knowledge to know what's really going on. And then you find out what's going on and then you really see what the media is trying to do and what they're succeeding in, especially concerning our young black community. I can't go anywhere without hearing uh, hearing black people say the same thing about Trump, the same exact thing, yet there has yet be no evidence of him saying anything racist. Yet, it's just a popular thing to say. And if you don't agree, then you, you're, you know what I'm saying, you just sleep. You're asleep. You you ain't you ain't been woke. Something seriously something seriously wrong with that. But it's gonna come to their folly and it's gonna come to their shame when the truth is revealed. And praise God for His truth. All truth belongs to God. History belongs to God. Information, knowledge starts with God. <laughs> so man, seek out the truth. Seek out the truth. And I'm, I'm I'll be the first one to tell you if if there's evidence that surface. That Donald Trump been racist all this time, then y'all agree with you that he's racist, that his heart is jacked up, that he needs to repent. But that's not going to take away the fact that he's killing his president. <laughs> it won't take away the fact. It, in him being racist, he's doing more for blacks than anyone else did. And that'll be interesting. Wow. Anyway, once again, guys, seek out the truth. Remember, he who gives an answer before he hears 
It is folly and shame to him. The mind of the prudent acquires knowledge and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. Praise the Lord. Remember, this world is full of errors, but the only thing that the doctor prescribes is truth. Blessings. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you guys next week. This is Troy and Joel, and you are listening to Revive Thoughts. Every episode, we bring you a different voice from history and a sermon that they delivered. And we always say, imagine going back in time. If you're new to the show, that's something you're going to hear a lot. If you like today's episode, check out our website at revivethoughts.com. There you can find the transcript for this episode and all of our episodes here at Revive Thoughts. Hit us up on revivethoughts at gmail.com, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We'd love to have you and get you started on the process of uh, doing some sermons with us. This is Troy and Joel, and this is Revive Thoughts. Thoughts.